0: You're listening to the Plain Label Podcast. and welcome back to the Plain label podcast i'm your host eric williams and in this episode we conclude our episode on filmmaker bong joon ho and we are discussing of course his latest film parasite here to discuss the film with me is the man who thinks everything is metaphorical mr benjamin teed it's me, Mr. Metaphor. That's right. Hey. Before getting into our discussion, you're like the kid that you're like the uh English assistant that comes into class. I'm yeah. Mr. Metaphor. Mr. Metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know you have Bill Nye, the science guy, and you're Mr. Metaphor. I like it. Perfect. <clears throat> Before getting into our discussion, I would like to mention that we are still proud members of the Deliberate Noise Network. Search Deliberate Noise in your podcast app for more great shows from the network, Mr. Covid Free Teed. What are you drinking this evening?
1: I You are definitely familiar with this drink because I shared a picture of it with you a few weeks back, oh. and it is a Fort Wayne area, local to me, a brewing company called Bad Dad Brewing, perfect for me, <laughs> um, and it is their Pilsner, and I had to get it just because of the name and the label alone. It's only 4.3% alcohol by volume. One pint of The Dude Abides. <laughs> I like it. And it is. And it, for no other reason than just obviously a huge fan of that film, and I like Pilsner's. And it, it, was, uh, it wasn't was another damn IPA. No offense to IPAs or anything, but everything is an IPA. Yeah,
0: sometimes you got to give them a break, you know? Yeah, and so I just was like, Pilsner sounds
1: great. Oh, it's got the Big Lebowski <laughs> literally drawn to the cartoon on it. Okay, well twist my arm i guess yeah
0: you know you got me marketing i'm
1: in (laughs) and it's and it's it's solid it is an absolute solid pilsner you know it's you know not very high in, in alcohol content which is probably good for the state i'm in
2: that's right
1: um and and because it's school night so um yeah totally fine to to for to sip on this while we talk
0: perfect uh, well, I'm having something that is as close as I could come to being appropriate to this film. Uh, I was looking for some kind of a juice because of the way that peaches are involved Ooh. in this film. Now, we did have some peaches recently that were fresh from one of my friends' uh, house, her backyard. And so I was thinking like, oh, maybe I'll like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll pulse these up. I'll uh, I'll juice them and I'll make it into a drink. And they were moldy, <laughs> so I did not do that. Oh, so instead, I went with the uh, you know really similar. I went with the Mott's apple juice that has you Ooh, know yeah. I'm I didn't look, but I'm assuming it has zero added sugar in it. I'm I'm assuming that's correct. Uh, that it has zero sugar, <laughs> which I think is complete nonsense. Uh, <laughs> but I'm having that with uh, with some vodka with a healthy amount of vodka. So if my uh, if my pronunciations are even more uh, off than normal, then that is why. Because I'm going with the tall uh, vodka apple juice. After a uh, Mr. T and I both have some have some COVID issues going around, uh, and so it has been it's been a collectively long week already. Uh, so that's what we are uh, drinking, and that's the film that we're going to be discussing. It is uh, 2019. It is jo- it is Bong Joon Ho's most recent film, and it is called Parasite.
1: 뭐야? 소독해? 창문 닫아
2: 나도 봐 공짜로 집안에 소독도 하고 어머니 <목소리> 얼굴도 음. 뱉고 좋더라 건강들 하시고 일거리가 없으셔도 <목소리> 네가 내 대신 얘 과외 선생님 좀 해줘라 영어 대학생인 척하라는 거야? 구라를 좀 치지 뭐넌이 좋은 실력으로 왜 미대는 맨날 떨어지냐 아 죽을래 저는 이게 위조나 범죄라고 생각하지 않아요. a crime or 원래 crime. It's impossible.
1: The people who are
2: usually
1: very well. What Is it okay with you? you <놀라>
2: 미솔 선생님도 여러 명 바꿔가면서 해봤는데요 제가 사람 하나가 퀵 하고 떠올라왔는데 아 잠깐 제시카 외동딸 일리노인 시카고, 시카고. 과선배는 김치모 그는 이사촌 I'm deadly serious.
0: synopsis this is a doozy it goes like this (laughs) after his rich friend asks him to fake qualifications and take his tutor role to a rich teenage girl so none will try to date her in his absence the poor lead takes up the offer and enters the rich yet gullible family he then cons his way into the family dates his friend's crush and schemes to get all his family get a job under the family, it says, word for word. When the owners leave the house on vacation, they move in and undergo a bizarre encounter, which changes the lives of everyone. No punctuation at all in that in
2: that <laughs> who synopsis. Needs it? Who needs it? Yeah,
0: who needs it really, uh, Mister Teed? This is a rare but has happened before instance of we've already done this episode. So a peek behind the curtain. I recorded this episode, I thought, uh, maybe about, I don't know, six months ago or so. And I (laughs) went to edit it and could not find it. So, So we are doing this again. But Mr. Teed, tell me about your history with the film Parasite.
1: How can I remember? No, <laughs> I in 2019, um, it was a pretty quick, fast, crazy year because that was the year we had our kid, mm-hmm. and I didn't go to the theater very much. <laughs>
2: why? Why, why, why not?
1: <laughs> right, and so 2019 was probably the last like magical year for movies. I feel like um mm. not not to not to dis- just dis- dis- anything that's come out since or anything well it's yeah but
0: co- for you co- and then with COVID happening i mean
1: yeah it, well and so that's kind of the thing like with like that film going experiences like that this this would have been such a good one for me to see in the theater um and my history now has kind of changed with the film since last talking about it i think not not too much and i still like the film in fact i i might even consider it to be one of my favorite films of all time. Wow! Big, um, because I just, I just, just think that the craft of this thing is so, so well done. But, but my history specifically was I just popped it on Hulu one day, and it was just. I think it might have been right around the time of the Oscars. Like maybe it was, maybe it was, um, uh, like just nominated or something. Mm-hmm. And so me and my wife wanted to check it out. Uh, we had the patience to, to. I guess, put up with something as, as uh, crazy and <laughs> outgoing, but it's so, I think what's so great about it is, is how digestible it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me think uh, like by design um, it's, it's, it's per- like, that is its purpose. It's supposed to be easy to like, so the other ones leading up to this, uh, every, every Bong Joon-ho film we've talked about up up to this point there is a bit of entry fee almost. And I feel like this one is the most unlike it. This is, this is the one that, that absolutely you could just pop in and enjoy and whatnot. So I was just happy to, to revisit again for the show. Yeah, well, I mean, I I do want to make sure
0: I do want to make sure and uh congratulate both you and Samantha for being uh being he, true heroes for watching a film with subtitles because I felt like that <laughs> oh that probably was a big barrier in and of itself.
1: <laughs> See, and I almost made
0: I almost made it through without laughing. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, I I will I will be honest. Um there are some nights where I go, I just I can't do that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh I just, I just cannot do that because of, of being a tired parent or being just tired, you know, by the, by the time, by the time the kid goes to bed, you, you know, obviously you know how exhausted you might feel and stuff like that, that at eight o'clock, do you really feel like firing up a movie to get done by 11 so you can, you know, get to bed. But I try to dedicate myself in a way that, that I make it through and see if I can. And this is one that I had no trouble at all. Uh, getting through, even even with subtitles. Even though I know we we kind of talked before about like, oh my gosh, like. Yeah. And the thing is, with the, what didn't he didn't didn't uh, did Bong Joon Ho at, at the Oscars like plead like please watch things with
0: yeah basically with saying subtitles. like it's it's not a big deal like it's he said something about it um like a three inch barrier was being how big the subtitles are yeah uh, just get,
1: like give it a try and right. so, yeah, and the good news is most of the stuff isn't going to be like that hard to understand.
2: Uh-huh. And
1: and really that's not the barrier I'm talking about when I uh-huh. say that there's a barrier. I, I guess I could, I guess you could look at it that way though. Cause you do kind of have to be in the mood to, to kind of have to be in the mood for like a caper type of film. But at the same time, like nah, this, this one is just like this one. And I think knives out in the same year. Oh, and, and uncut gems, like all of them sitting beside each other as like the prize, like films, that have like um since since coming out and since seeing them, have just been part of my book, my cinematic vocabulary, just in the house in when I talk about movies. these when you talk about modern films, these are the ones I think of. Mm-hmm. So.
0: yeah, so going into the the first time that we talked about this, that was the first time that I had seen the movie, uh, nice. and so. It was one of those to where I think the other equivalent that I have to this is um, is the Nicholas Wending Refn movie Drive to where Ooh. I was really excited about drive. <laughs> um, I really thought I, that was going to be a movie that was visually uh, and with the talent behind, on screen that was really going going to be for me. And I had I got the soundtrack and liked the soundtrack. And so I was really sort of prepared for it to be like the next big thing that is going to wow me. And so I purposefully waited a long time to see it because I wanted to to be fair to the movie. Uh, for because sure. I didn't want yeah, to like have its expectation. Like this is going to change the way that movies are made or something like plenty that. Of right? those
1: out, there's plenty of those in the last couple years now, 2020 and 2021 films that I'm like, I'm just going to wait till all the crap is left. And I, there's some things I didn't do that for. Mm-hmm. Like I watched t- of all things. I watched tiger King uh. with the rest of the world at that time. <laughs> and right. honestly, I, I get it. I get the, the, like the, not that we need to talk about tiger King, but like, there that was something that during the zeitgeist during the fervor during all that it was fun to be a part of that but also kind of like all right everyone check your in 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 2 years we're not going to be thinking about this guy. Right? Like, oh right
0: absolutely. It's just
1: the biggest thing ever but I that but that speaks to the lasting effect of just really anything Bong joon touches but specifically Parasite like yeah not kidding when I say that that is part of the much like part of a uh, cinematic vocabulary
0: now yeah absolutely and so what i ended up doing was i knew that that was going to be the same sort of thing with this film to where once i saw the trailer and once it started to get the acclaim that it got and win all the oscars that it did i was yeah. like oh boy i need to sort of settle down before i watch this i think uh so I... instead oh. i was i was doing much healthier things like Uh, purchasing alternate posters and and doing things like that instead, you know, putting them in (laughs) my, yeah, and putting those um, up on my, up on my basement wall instead of, uh, of watching the movie. (laughs) And so when I watched it the first time, you know, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, when we get into our ratings here, uh, toward the end of the episode, um, you know, it, it did quite well it was surprising to me how funny it was because it was a, it was a film that I had not like, I was, I was ready for sort of the twists and turns that happens in the film, but I was not really ready for the amount of humor. That was not something that had uh, permeated all of the buzz, I guess. Yeah. Uh, And so it was a lot funnier than I expected it to be. So,
1: we should. should I, I should mention, too, I don't think I talked about this six months ago or so, but like the fervor around the Oscars uh-huh. and like what it meant when it won.
2: Uh-huh.
1: It was like we've seen a couple of Oscars since we've seen some of the craziness and all the how the world has changed since that Oscars. But specifically, I feel like that was one time where I felt like I was completely fine with like the results of that. Of that show. Maybe not everything. Maybe I shouldn't go that far because Adam Sandler is an on best actor and stuff like that. Yeah, you know I mean, like. I'm serious. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I generally for, think for he was gems, one of the Yeah, I'm just thinking I just think that him. was one of the best performances. I know. Well, as crazy as it is, but what's yeah. funny
0: about that is is so yesterday my kid brings up, uh, do you have any really baggy clothes that I could wear because for homecoming next week they have an Adam Sandler day and oh she's hoping God. to look like the slobbiest person. That's
2: incredible. It's <laughs> so Adam Sandler, <laughs> and I thought
0: about my kid wearing my oversized clothes. <laughs> <Adam> Sandler, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man i would just be dressed as as um oh gosh what's his name in that movie
0: well i would want to go as barry from uh punch drug glove
1: is oh that would be my yeah, choice would, yeah that would work yeah that would be good i just want to dress up in those glasses and the leather jacket oh you and the just yellow, want to say this shirt. is how i
0: fucking win is what yes, you want to, that's, that's what you want, I want to, do. to do yeah
1: i want to i want to, um, Turn the turn the basketball game on and scream at it.
0: Yeah, I don't know about the colonoscopy <laughs> so much. I think you can miss me on that. <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> I mean, that's not, maybe that's not my goal, but you know, you do you, <laughs> Mister Covid free. You can do whatever you want to do, you know.
1: But I feel like that, like him winning that, and like it was such a great like surprise. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I was, I immediately went, ah, okay, I will not uh, complain about. Uh, anything this year? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what the point of the Oscars is for me anymore—is to go. Oh, well, what are they doing? Oh, that's so wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I hadn't seen it in a while. I was excited to see it. Um, I was definitely, you know, as a parent to a half Korean stepdaughter, I was very excited to see some Asian representation. Um, mm. and and watching it this time. I think that this is something that we talked about before, but I, I really love the attention to detail with the smell, with how yeah. smell is such an important thing in this movie. And it starts at the very beginning where they are scrounging around. And if you haven't seen the movie, obviously, we're going to talk about, you know, spoilers for the film, but he, they're scrounging around and the father character, uh, is very, perturbed at the fact that there are stink bugs in his in his little uh basement sort of um squalor sort of life right like it's it's a very sort of meager life that they live and song kang ho as the as the father um he's flicking stink bugs and he's hoping for extermination even to remove the stink bugs, right? Like the exterminators coming in and they're and they're dousing them with these uh, poisonous chemicals, and he's like, "At least we'll get rid of the smell, <laughs> the stink bugs, right? Yeah. The smell."
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and so I was like, "Oh wow, that's awesome." And then one of the things that uh, really stuck me really struck me this time around is once we get towards the end and we have the father character again, and we have the attack, and we have the the, uh, the son getting hit with a metaphorical stone, right? It's so metaphorical. And we have the, the daughter getting stabbed by this man who's been living in the basement. Spoilers, obviously. Uh, wow. And then we have Mr. Park, the owner of the house. He is being greeted and the guy's doing his respect and all this sort of stuff, which is a whole other crazy thing that we can talk about. Um, but as soon as he sees this man that he's just stabbed with like a kebab um laying on the ground he immediately ah. smells him and then um the father character is so upset by the fact that he smells this guy that's been living in the basement and to him that is equivalent to where he still is and his status is still the same no matter how much he's been uh pretending to be one of the sort of civilized people or one or you know they've been they've been living off of this this rich family, but he's, his status still hasn't changed. The stink and it was a very, poverty. yes, the stink of poverty. And it's very, very sobering to him. Uh, and I, and that was just a thing where obviously I got it the first time around, but this time, you know, once you're watching it and you're looking for certain things, that was a, that was really like, wow, this is, this is in here a lot. It's kind of what I was thinking. Like they're they're really making sure that you don't miss this. Um, I love that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really really a powerful. How all powerful of the thing.
1: rain, the rain that doesn't affect the the rich house, that uh-huh. travels through the city and all the way down and seemingly ends in the puddle that is their home. Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, it seems like, like it's, it's all funneling like this, down there, right? It's
1: it's. You know, you talk about trickle down theory. You know, in a way that like, and how ineffectual it is. But you can also get like the worst of it. The people that are affected. I mean, we can even see, meet almost immediately after this movie wins Best Picture, see the effect of the metaphorical rain. Metaphor, mm. uh, <laughs> uh, metaphorical rain of 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 the effects of COVID-19 and how it's affected the poor and Mm -hmm. how like they are just on the bottom and how desperate a lot of them are to the point of desperately cheating, uh, to get, uh, to the top or get, get by. And in some ways, in some ways, I guess they're in some ways I don't blame them. Obviously like Mm -hmm. they're in a system that they're stuck in and whatnot. And so it's just interesting to watch that, um, and see, See, like, even just the, the the signifiers of higher echelon or higher class, even something that's like, um, ram like the Dom uh, mm-hmm. noodle,
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, um, with the sirloin,
1: right? Which someone in our in our area makes. They like make. There's a there's a uh, Vietnamese and Korean fusion restaurant that makes. They don't call it Dom, but they call it parasite noodles. Ah, and I love that. It's so it's spicy and so hot, and it's like. Made with made with uh, like steak, and mm-hmm. I love that she's like hangs up the phone after getting the order from her employer,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she's like, "What the hell is Rambo?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. has yeah. to figure it out in, in, <laughs> in excellent time and totally makes it. It's well, and that's
0: that's the whole sequence that is the most uh, the most sort of skin-curdling. I think is when. They're, it's, it's like this chain of events to where they're having this relaxing time. The, uh, the parasitic family, the, the, the poorer family has, has moved in and, and the rich family is gone and it seems like everything's going great and everyone's got their scam that's working and, and then they get the introduction of the former, the original housekeeper. And they have several reveals there. And then they get the family, the rich family that comes home early. And then they've got like the it's almost like a reverse heist to where they're all trying to hide and they're all trying to make sure everything's cool. And then, yeah, they get this order of Ram Dom and they're like, what the hell is this? Like, how do I even do it? How do we keep these people out of sight? How do we keep the rich family from being ignorant? Uh You know, why did the lights come on when they do come on? Uh, we find out in that moment as well. It's just uh, it's just like the attention to detail is unreal in this movie.
1: So, in the span of time since we've last spoke about Parasite, I have watched almost the entire. Uh, this is not a flex, by the way. I apologize if it sounds <laughs> no, like it. No, it's always I'm a flex. It's always a flex. I'm very now. happy to, to have done this. But I've watched, I would say, ninety-five percent of Hitchcock.
0: Oh, and I've
1: seen a lot of that stuff, and so this absolutely fits into like a model of some sort. Like, like when I left, when I left, when I left the theater, which I did not see this in the theater. When I left my couch after watching this,
0: <laughs> when I clicked I the, the, the button, <laughs> yes,
1: and went to bed. Um, I what I couldn't believe what I couldn't believe was like, oh, this feels so fresh. This feels so new. This 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 concept of like this caper where they. they they fool the rich or something like that with this crazy scheme or whatever. No, 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 no. And I'm not saying Hitchcock invented anything either. I'm Mm -hmm. just saying it's absolutely like fits in with that kind of equation Mm -hmm. where, you know, in in his case, it was a lot of like wrong man at the wrong time type of capers and stuff. Not everything was was all um, was all specifically uh, uh, like well, actually not actually none of it was like Paranormal or, or scary, you know, scary in a, in a sense. But he, like being called the master of suspense and stuff like that. It would keep you captivated by um, a caper gone wrong, mm-hmm. and now they have to figure their way out of it. And they get they move closer and closer to being discovered that they aren't who they really say they are, mm-hmm. or they're mm-hmm. close to discovering the truth of the mystery behind. You know, even like in something like Rebecca or strangers on a train or something like that. Oh Yeah. Strangers the,
0: on a thing with the crisscross. Yeah. Got yeah, to so really respect criss-cross that. Crisscross
1: murders. And like the <laughs> idea that like, a, like it's just a crazy, like who would think of such a way to get away with something, but also has a much deeper meaning underneath the film. That is exactly the mold here. That mm. is just, uh, worked so expertly and hasn't, I would say hasn't worked necessarily perfectly. Un- until this film for Bond joon mm-hmm.
2: um
1: 'cause there's there's definitely some really cool concepts and stuff like that, but I feel like the way that this flows, the vibe of this one is just all perfectly snapped in and and no like hanging loose any pieces, everything's so tight it really it's a long movie too, I think I think they're running yeah from... it
0: is it's it's uh two fifteen
1: that's crazy yeah so so um. Like the fact that it doesn't feel like that, yeah. And how and how tight it feels just because of the because of how narratively it works that's that's the thing that I find when i when I think about this film, I think of certain images, and I'll get to those in a second because I love talking about the images I'll never forget from these films. Um, definitely some horrifying ones and definitely some funny ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just when I think of parasite, I just think of how just tight everything is and how everything just has a purpose works towards moving to the end goal you're presented with ideas like like peach fuzz what what are they doing and then you (laughs) find out the very next thing what they're using it for yeah or um or the pizza boxes even like the idea Uh that they would screw that up and like the things just matter so much every every little bit and it's just that's what's so cool about this one in comparison to maybe let's say like and it's not completely not fair to compare the two but like barking dogs never bite or um or, or like uh, maybe one of the other early ones even even some of the shorts and stuff like that they have interesting meanings and stuff like that but it's never as as tight and as uh, on the nose as it is here
0: yeah it does it is weird to say to say that those films are practice runs for this film but that's sort of the way that i yeah (laughs) but that's sort of the way that i feel about these Is like those movies are good but i feel like they're leading to this movie in terms of him like mastering tone and figuring out how to throw some slapstick into a dramatic moment um as well as like uh You know, I think I think the thing that was surprised me this time around was was the comedy again. And I think that what I kind of bypassed a little bit was the first time around, I was so very concerned of is this poor family going to get caught? Are they going to be exposed for who they really are with all of the, you know, the different smells and the the little boy that's the uh, the faux artist and he figures it out first saying they all smell the same and they start having that uh jovial for them even sort of like aren't we so glad that this is the the place that we're at in our lives to where we get to um, debate if we should use different soaps or if we should stay in different places or if we should you know do oh, wow. this that or the other thing to uh to avoid smelling the same I think that all that's really good but what I really like about the the beginning pieces is when the sister character does get introduced to this rich family and they start talking about the art and she starts saying to the mother and i think the mother is so completely underrated um cho young jung is the is the actress and she is wonderful in this because what yeah. she does is she has to play pretty and simple and she has to play it in a way that it um is not too broad to to not fit the film but is broad enough to where it it works through a language barrier and one of the things that she says in here that just absolutely killed me this time around is they start talking about the bottom right of the painting and uh the fake art uh instructor Jessica as she goes by park Sodam is the actress uh, they start talking about the uh, that's the schizophrenia zone. And so instead of saying, like, oh, no, schizophrenia, right? Like, ooh, how terrible. The mother says, oh, frenia. <laughs> it, yeah. just, it just shows like how stupid she is because she's sort of like, oh, you know, and, and she doesn't even call it by its whole name. It's just by the, the second half Of what, because you would say like, oh, they're schizo, or oh, they have mental issues, or oh, they this, that, or the other thing. No, 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 it's frenia that she is stuck on, and that was just like a small detail in in this whole sort of um, the sort of tapestry of her being kind of not very with it because she is so gullible, and the father is so busy and unbothered about really what goes on at his home. Um, and so he just lets his wife take care of it and she is, uh, pretty, pretty clueless. And I think that that's really Yeah, funny.
1: in some ways, like, they, it's almost like, um, they're, they're privileged enough to not have to, uh, uh, pay attention. They don't have to know more than what they know. They're yeah. just, we're successful. So why, why move on anything else? Why, right. why push and, and, for that? Yeah,
0: they don't have to worry about anything until it comes to their door, like the tuberculosis, uh, scare right right once the tv stuff shows up they're like "Ooh, no that could be in our house now they're ready
1: now they're ready to push and now they're ready to go yeah you know yep but this isn't a particularly like and and i don't think bong Joon ho in general necessarily does like like sweeping gorgeous like like film like there's nothing like overly visual about this film mm-hmm. right like, it, uh, like there's uh, there's obviously great design like that extremely rectangular designer home
0: right yes. and
1: like the color when i when i close my eyes and like think about this movie i think about the color of that house like the honey tone oh like, i think that about comes the, from that, like
0: the green basement the green the basement like, yeah s- like the musty white green of the party. basement. Yeah,
1: like the party when they actually have the party outside. I think white and sunny, and then um, and yeah, like when I go back to their home, I think of like stone and beige and just real drab, ugly. But I think of that toilet being up above. Oh like, yeah, like that. So this is the stuff I'll not, I'll never. These are the like individual like visuals I'll think of forever when I think of Parasite. I'll think of like that toilet. Being like way up high, and they're all like sitting near it.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, when they're trying to get the Wi Fi, right? Yeah,
1: they're trying to steal the Wi Fi from the other people.
0: What's funny about that bathroom is so, since it is a basement bathroom, they have to build up the plumbing. So then that way the plumbing can flow down before it then goes back up again.
1: I just love the fact that they're so low. They're so low in the totem pole that they're uh-huh. even below the toilet.
0: Yeah, they're be- below it's the so sewer good. level, right? And so what's yeah. funny about that for me is like we – in my first home that I uh, had in Lincoln, I had a an attic space that was – when we bought it was converted already into a bedroom bathroom. And it was supposed to be like, oh, here's where the – the sort of, like, suite in the, your own bathroom is. But when you got up there, like, it was a former attic, so it was hot as hell up there. And even though they had, like, a window uh, air conditioner, like, it was hot. But then they had this sort of, like, double-decker sort of bathroom situation that was kind of like that. Like, you had a le- a regular level, you had a step, and you had your final step, and then you had a toilet and a sink up there. And you're like, it was like this literal like throne situation, weird. and it was so weird. And so I had okay. not seen I had anything Twitter I follow, <laughs> and
1: we, so I had not we, seen
0: we, anything like that until all of the sort of press about this and the images about this started coming out.
1: No, it's so bizarre. Um, let me think too. Like, so other stuff that I think of one of the one of the most um, disturbing images I think in this whole thing, even over the violence. Is the little kid's? Uh, he wasn't sleepwalking or anything. Oh he no! Was going oh down.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah! I'm on that scene at the moment. I've got it right in front of me. It's where he's eating when, the ice cream cake and he's and eating he looks the icing
1: over into the basement, and he sees a little head peek
0: up. Ooh, terrible! That's
1: that's the that is by <laughs> far the probably one of the scary like even more than Mulholland Drive.
0: Oh behind yeah! The dump,
1: behind the dumpster at the diner, probably one of the most frightening things I think ever.
0: That like is a great me. comparison because it is so creepy. Yeah.
1: Like, that. Like I'll never forget that shot. It's, like, and it's not the first thing I think of when I think of this, but, like, it definitely comes up, like, oh, man. And I'll even, like, brace myself for that <laughs> shot. Love it to death. Absolutely. think it's so good. But, like, and the thing is, you don't have any context for that at that moment. Yeah. Like, I felt I felt completely blindsided by that moment and never even considered that other people were already in the house, <laughs> I, even right. though the clues, even though the clues were there, even though they talked about like, oh, there's something going on with this this cellar uh, uh, shelf thing, mm-hmm. whatever, and all that. Oh yeah, but, because she's never... like
0: completely parallel down there when she's <laughs> when the when the new housekeeper, the mother of the uh, main family that were we're following goes into the basement and she sees the original housekeeper and she's like parallel trying to push this cabinet. And you're like, what in the hell yeah. is she doing? I'm, I'm sharing to you the exact image. Oh, I fucked it up of the, uh, of the guy going down the stairs. And then I clicked away on accident. Whoa. So never mind. But, uh, creepy. but yeah, very creepy. Um, very creepy. I
1: think of like this, I think of the, um, the tent out oh, in the yeah. yard, yep. the teepee in the rain, and the parents looking out at it, and like that being kind of dreamlike. Also, mm-hmm. they're all. By the way, the the Kim family's all underneath the almost every one of them. It's, I think it's like the dad and the two kids um, all underneath um, the coffee table yes
2: uh,
0: oh yeah and and that's when the two that's when they're oh my god so that's the biggest that's like the most uncomfortable (laughs) scene in the movie because that's when the mom is saying like or like say that you sell drugs (laughs) and like that's like her kink is like pretend that you're low class and you're selling drugs
1: exactly it's so perfect
0: (laughs) it's so good and they're they're definitely doing like over the they're like doing some like over the clothes rubbing is how I would explain it in the most like dad way. But right. that's the way, that's like sort of what they're doing. And they're like very mildly talking about what if I was a more dangerous person, is basically what they're saying. Uh, and that is uncomfortable. <laughs> that's the scene where when my kid and I watch that, that's the moment where I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go make a drink. You just watch this without <laughs> I've, I've me seen here. This already. Yeah. You
1: continue. I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna leave this room. You know, honestly, I feel like I'd be the same way.
0: Yeah, because I, I used to do, do that. I used before. to do that when I would see movies and I would realize that they were way worse than what I thought they were when I would watch them with my mother. Oh yeah. Uh, because the the infamous story was that my mom had brought home the movie Hellraiser because because she heard that it was good and and we were going to church a lot and she heard that it was like a religious horror. And so we're like, okay. And so we watch it and it's very uh family sexual and we're like, uh I was like, wow. It's is... too, isn't it? Isn't it like like leather? Oh yeah, it's very S&M, yeah. yeah. And so you're I was like, wow, this is really uncomfortable. And so my mom kept living, Thanks, leaving leaving the room, right? And so I did the same sort of thing twice because I didn't learn my lesson. The first time was not my fault because I guess because I heard from a friend who is recommending to me that a movie was good. And then I said to my parents, like, oh, we should watch this. And that was the uh, Demi Moore, Michael Douglas movie Disclosure, where there is a fairly protracted um Let's see. We'll say like male pleasure scene uh, in the middle <laughs> of the of the film, and I was watching that with my parents, going like, uh, <laughs> "This <turned> is." <laughs> the... <You turned laughs> the... I go,
1: "What is?" This? Yeah, and I'm like in high
0: school, and they're like, "Why are we watching this?" And I'm like, "I heard the story was good." they <laughs> are like, I'm gonna, "Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, fast forward a little bit." Yeah, really. And then the other movie I watched. And this was based on my recommendation, and I got up and was like, just happening to get a soda, just happening to make popcorn. Was when I showed my mother uh, the movie Chasing Amy, and they start, oh my t- and they start talking about like finger cuffs and all this stuff, was and this, I'm like, was this your first Tom Smith or something? Uh, no, Did I'd you... seen Clerks before, but okay. I think it, I hadn't Did seen you... Mulrat, so it was sort of like. I was like, oh, I heard this is really funny, and it's about comic books, and I like comic books, so how oh bad can it gosh. be, you know? Yeah, and, not and, gonna be and, wholesome. Yeah, and so I showed that with my mom, and I was like, oh god, oh, like whoops. I for- I forgot about this, like, poof. That's amazing. Tough sit, tough sit. So anyway, getting back to Parasite, I think that uh I think what I like so much about this movie is that. Like I was saying with the comedy that it's, it's so unexpected and the mother plays it so well and we get little moments like it, it sort of like keeps me off balance in terms of is the brother character that infiltrates the family first, does he really like the daughter or does he not? Because the guy that he's taking over for says, I had a good run there. Does that mean that he's also scamming them? Or is it? Is he being genuine?
1: He's, you know, I, I wonder that, too, I guess, because he's never, ever going to be genuine, and it would never work out in the long run. Uh-huh. But he's a teen and doesn't care or know about that. Right. He simply just wants to use her, uh-huh. and so he scams her specifically.
0: And yeah, because then he does have that scene before they get all drunk and before the rich family comes home where he's like – he repeats the language of his friend where he says as soon as she's in high, in university – I'm going to ask her out for real. And then that's when they're like, oh, we're going to have, those will be my in-laws then is what the, the rest of the family says. Right. As like a way that they're going to, uh, use this relationship. to 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 Exactly. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God, like how that wouldn't ever work because then you're like, oh, just kidding. We're actually all related. (laughs) So I don't know. It's, It's, it's stuff like that to where I'm like, it does, it does it reward for me that far. Yeah. 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 I, I think that that's a really good point, actually, that everything is in the now and they'll they'll like have proclamations of what the future will be like. But they're not actually really thinking about the future.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, they could. they obviously could get in a lot of trouble and to the point with like the law and stuff, I'm, I'm, you know, most assuredly, but at the same time, not even, it, but, but it's, this, it's the same thing as like a, like Danny ocean, you know, mm-hmm. like for oceans 11, mm-hmm. this is all, this is all the heist. They, they, they have to make it all perfect. They have to make it all. So of course the, the, the idea is not the consequences. It's about the score. And yes. so what, yeah. what they what they want. And, and, and the thing is, that's the other thing is, of course, they're not thinking about uh, the consequences. They have their feet kicked up. They're opening up their alcohol, and they're <laughs> right. all just hanging out like they are living like kings because they're they're used to the idea of cheating and being criminals.
0: So yeah, because that's, that's, right? that's the pinnacle, right? That's the pinnacle. It's not how how we can sustain this. It's that we've actually reached this moment. Like they're they're sort of like awestruck almost like i can't believe that this is working and it's sort of like uh ben i'm gonna make this movie uh you're gonna do this you you know and and you sort of have like these things of if everything falls into place this is what i'm going to do but they don't really have like concrete steps that they can take that are realistic that'll get them to these different places because of i'm assuming the the uh, the status that they were born in
1: And I think in those moments, too, when they are like kicking back and drinking the alcohol and and being all like, like, ah, this is the life, like they're enjoying it. That is the reason why that's my end to those characters. It's not that I'm sitting there going, I don't like them because they're bad. No, Mm -hmm. I want them to win. I want them to succeed. I don't want them to get caught. They are likable
2: Uh to the
1: point where I want them to win over the other family that lives there. And stuff like that, and that has to happen for me to care about those characters. And so I think that's kind of the important way is the way that they're depicted and the way that they are written. It's it's great that they're likable, um, in the sense that like oh you know it's almost like oh I enjoy a, a little con man story. Yeah, that's absolutely. Totally what they're doing, but they're doing it in such a crafty, like smart way. And of course, the the, the thing is, they actually have the Photoshop skills to to forge uh, uh, uh oh yeah to forge the documents to get in yeah. and stuff like that they have the ability to actually do the work of a real job so why wouldn't they just go get the real job <laughs> it just seems i think that's like one of the biggest funniest parts about this is the fact that they all have these like amazing assets that make them actually quite sellable and, and real but it's they actually go through more they go through more um Hoops to jump through uh, to make it through uh, to in order to like live that high life and mm-hmm. and and quote unquote earn their way even though it's completely uh, parasitic.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just I don't know. It was a thing where I really liked it the first time because I was really sort of blown away at the different tones that it reaches and and this time around it was it was sort of watching more of the craft instead of just being instead of just taking it all in. And uh, I don't know. It's just for me, it is by far my favorite Bong Joon Ho movie. Um, yeah, like I think I think
1: the new his new project, which I forget what it's called.
0: But it's the it's Robert a, Pattinson movie. That's all that I remember. It's Robert Pattinson,
1: and I think it takes place in space
0: mm-hmm.
1: and all that. And I'm just, all I'm thinking of, and that, and that's new too, because I think the last time we talked, I'm like, his next one's going to be this animated.
0: Yeah, that's deep, still not a thing. Yeah,
1: animated animated creature film uh, uh, like deep sea fish or something like that and of course that's going to be like underwater like light up stop motion or or computer animation or whatever, and that's really cool that's a good idea i can totally for some for some reason with the work on the host and okja there's a part of me that's like i can absolutely see that being like this visual like thing it's like anticipatory for something like that but honestly i don't know where you go from here in terms of in terms of um uh, his work crescendoing up
2: mm. to
1: this like loud, la- this quite loud um, exclamation that that is parasite. I don't know what what's next in like because what you and I have been doing throughout this whole uh, um, I guess like review of, of of his oeuvre, like like we're watching this evolution happen. We're watching mm-hmm. a director uh, start and stop and start and stop like different uh takes on certain things so he'll 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 do one that's very you know and you know animation heavy you know and then he won't and then he'll do one that's like almost completely drama and oh and, right um, yeah
0: it was it was when he was doing things like um it was barking dogs and then memories of a murder yeah it was when like it was that. those are his two tones it seems like he does and then he yeah. merges them for me in parasite
1: totally oh absolutely but then, like, because it was all crescendoing to this moment, this was such like a perfect mixture of the formula. Mm-hmm. We're kind of at, a, at an exciting time with the next onset of a next film. That it's just like, man, like, hate to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, no pressure.
1: Or yeah, and the That's, next the was, next movie. Was for
0: the ages. It is uh, it is called uh, Mickey Seven, and it is based on the book by Edward Ashton. And they're keeping the plot under wraps, but it is starring Mark Ruffalo, Robert Pattinson, Tony Collette, and Stephen Young. There you go. So it seems like it is going to be pretty obviously uh, another return to the English language uh, bong uh, that we've seen in Snowpiercer and in Okja.
1: Another great actor that I that I love watching, Stephen Young. Um, yeah, absolutely. him. Uh, just my my most recent one being uh, Note a couple months ago.
0: I mm, um, okay.
1: absolutely loved him in it. Um, uh, lo- lo- I haven't seen lo- it yet, Mister T. Yeah, no, I won't. I won't be going into anything. You should not know anything going
0: in. Yeah, absolutely- I, I surprisingly know like next to nothing about it. <laughs> like let's, I've seen the trailer, know, but I kind of don't know anything do about know,
1: it. Yeah, trailer's fine, but really, I'm not kidding when I say. You you've seen the trailer. You kind of know it. You kind of ah, you, you no know kinda. you know really everything. It's kind of wow. it's kind of weird how much you know um about the film already. It's just kind of I I can't say any more than that because you really really and that one I do think that you will enjoy because I I think the the like and that's this actually pertains to what we're talking about here I think because I think the two directors that have like shook me in the last like five years, especially during the era of Me Too and Trumpism and and whatnot, like the rise of this. Uh, high class and, and, and a bit of fascism and stuff like that. The, mm-hmm. the, the two directors that have been speaking the loudest to me have been Jordan Peele and, and Bong Joon Ho. Like they're, they're my new contemporaries. I'll go and enjoy O.S. Anderson. Like I'll go see it or I'll go. God and, damn it. Well, sorry. Every sorry recording. Or I'll, excuse <laughs> me. Let, let me erase that. I'll go and enjoy, uh, um, a Tarantino or oh, yeah, okay, or something yeah, yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I know what I'm going there for. Like, I know that I'm going to that concert, and I know they're going to be loud, and I know what they're going to play. And I know uh-huh. they're going to play the classic hits. <laughs> but, but I'm going into Bong Jun ho or I'm going into Jordan Peele, and I don't know what I'm getting. I, yeah, I am yeah, 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 legitimately, yeah. like, excited for something that seems to be completely new, concepts that I have not yet thought of, that they are bringing to light for me. Down from the heavens. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Well, what I think of, what I would like to add to the to that group is almost like a uh, is like a Scorsese and uh, De Palma and Coppola and Spielberg. I I feel like the the newer version is the two that you mentioned for sure, and then people like a Robert Eggers to where I don't know if I ever know what he's going to do. Yeah. Um, and maybe like an, one. and maybe like an Ari Aster for more of like a horror tinge. Um, because I feel like he's got, got certain things that he's working through continually. Um, but I think that it'll, it'll all depend on that last one for me on what Disappointment Boulevard is, is about with Joaquin Phoenix, uh, to where if that's a, an actual like, uh, you know, bursts through into the sort of general zeitgeist or if it's more of like a horror thing still. Uh, but yeah. it's really interesting to see sort of uh, to, to follow these people's careers because, you know, almost all of them have, except for Bong, have uh, two to three to four projects that they've done. And that's kind of it. Other,
1: the other thing, too, what's, what's kind of changed as well, and and maybe not. I, I'm I'm not trying to say that it's de, it's devoid of Eggers or devoid of Ari Aster or anything like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Not not to besmirch them at all, but specifically that these two directors, Bong and and Jordan, they they come with like I said concepts and stuff that I've never heard of. But mm-hmm. like I okay, so to, to give you an example, when I was coming out of college. Um, and, and everything I knew about like films and wearing my little beret and all that, you know, I wanted to watch like nothing but like, like film, film, like, you know, stuff that really made you
0: think and stuff like that, like that, that whole phrase. Yeah. Give me that foreign language stuff. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. But to me, like, like when you, when I was coming up with like, who is like one of the best American directors currently working, my answer probably would have been someone like Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And 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 it was not necessarily because of the superhero stuff, but specifically because you know I love the prestige and I love like Memento and I come from like that world of like loving that type of stuff in such like halcyon years, like these formative years for my cinematic tastes. Whereas I have become so much more I, politically minded is a little bit is a little bit too strong of what I'm trying to say, but there's definitely there's definitely messages that are coming through loud and clear from both directors that we're talking about now that make me excited to go, okay, okay, world directors, what am I missing? What am I not thinking about that you guys are going to bring to light that you guys are going to make me think about, you know, in, in the, in the case of, of like, get out, you know, how, how, uh, how we use black bodies and how we use them to our, to our degree, or even something like um, um, Snowpiercer. The you know, the idea that like our society is very fragile and we're just careening through time, and much like the train. And at any point, you know, what happens when the lowest back of the train rises up and makes me think like in in some ways it makes me think uncomfortably about. Some some of this stuff mm-hmm. and like, what am I what am I susceptible to? What am I uh, um, thinking about and all that? And, and even in, within Parasite, those those are still those those things are still there making me you know consider. Oh, you know what? That's true. That's absolutely. What are you saying about society? What are you saying about class? Absolutely true to me or rings true to me. Yeah. So to think that and, and I am truly privileged that I am able to say this or that in the time in the time that I'm able to say it. So they, while they are working in relative, relatively genre films, they are still pushing so much harder than I than I would maybe consider uh, Aster or Eggers, although also wonderful, excellent filmmakers as well, and a, and a few women in there too, I suppose. <laughs> <That should probably laughs> say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. <laughs> Gee, maybe I should. <laughs> you know, expand a little bit more, but you know, they, I mean, so that, but that's what I'm saying is these, these two specifically have spoken to me, especially within the last five years. And have kind of, um, um, morphed my mind into a way that, that, that has evolved and, and made me better and maybe, maybe think in ways that I would not have. Had I not know. That's how, that's how formative these films are for me
2: Yeah, and, absolutely. and, and become
1: like, get out the idea of, of the um of the uh what's the the sunken place and stuff like that oh right. Like, yeah, yeah, right that has become so much as part of the vocabulary since since 2020 george Floyd stuff and and even not and even way before that like since the film came out in 2016 like or i, mean, I think it was 20 maybe it's 2017 but either way like that's it was just one of those things that yeah wow like this works
0: yeah absolutely um so i mean obviously ben and i enjoyed the film quite a bit even on the second time around discussing it but uh let's talk about the seven movies that we have gone through in the uh in this discussion what uh how would you how would you say that the the films would stack up because i mean for me parasites number one it's the only one that i gave five stars to um i think that there are other films that of of his that I like, but this is sort of the one. Like I said, that it was. It's sort of like Mother. It's sort of like uh, Memories of a Murder, to where it is building up to this this tonal sort of merge for me. Um, but but this is this is the one. This is the one for me.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I think Parasite's my top. Um, I even have another five star. Next to it, um, oh. as, as the host, but still oh, love yes. Parasite more. There's something about, I think the reason why I may have put the host at five stars is because something interesting happening in terms of my, uh, movie taste. Is I am 100% fine with cheesiness and bad acting and, and stuff. Not that, that, not that the host has any of that, but, uh, there, it, it's reflective of like a genre monster film. Mm-hmm. I'm 100% like finding that my tastes kind of lie somewhere within the fact that something's not perfect or that something's not, like, per, uh, uh, I would say organic or asymmetrical to me is comforting. Mm-hmm. And I and I like love the idea of that. Um, so when I see something like The Host where they're acting against this uh, crazy monster that's really well thought out and well designed, um but still looks like it has aged there's a part of me that just kind of loves that about it like it's of a time it was of the time that it came out and looks a certain way and just kind of I don't know there's something about that that rings really good to me so I had to place it up place it up top two at number two
0: yeah uh i should walk back my statements because now that i actually properly sorted my uh sort of my rankings instead of just <laughs> instead of just uh by popularity which uh, letterbox does by default um i also gave five stars to mother uh, yes. which is which is not ultimately surprising to me because i do love that movie and i do love that central performance i do think parasite is still a a More accessible film and a film that I would definitely just throw in, as opposed to Mother, because that is a heavier, a heavier movie. Um, But it does go Parasite one, Mother two. If
1: you were giving someone one shot with Bong Joon Ho, they're like, I'm interested in this Bong Joon Ho guy. You have one movie to win them over with. You're probably not going to give them Mother. No. As much as we, (laughs) as much as you and I love it. Yeah. Because that was my next one at number three. Um, Uh It's four and a half. That's not the one I would give them. I would give them Parasite, for sure. Yeah. Like, if I got one shot with them.
0: Right. So. Yeah, you're right. That's what I would do, too. Um, I've got... And my third is uh, Okja, which I gave four and a half stars, and I think that I only took that half off because of the Jake Hall of it all. <laughs> which I did not love. Yeah. <laughs> um, but after that, I mean, it goes uh, Snowpiercer and Memories of Murder and the host and those are all at four stars so those can be sort of interchanged at any way uh that i feel at the time um because i think that each of them in those three in particular are their own sort of beast where snowpiercer is his american film memories of murder is the first time that we get this sort of like oh it's it's a serious bong Joon ho movie like and it it does not feel like an early effort like it feels like oh this is a completely formed person um and i think that that movie is is wonderful and then the host that you already talked about is uh is sort of taking on a creature feature but making it serious without making it feel serious uh and also you know taking on class and and um status that he does in parasite but but doing it more in a in a sort of uh, Quasi Godzilla type of a way, uh, and and so Thank I do you. I do enjoy that last or th- I do enjoy that, and then I think at last for both of us is probably barking dogs never bite, right? Right, yeah. And yeah, I, I think that here. that's just the suffering of it not being about too much. Like there's just not like really oh, yeah, a lot that happens weird, in that movie.
1: Like, yeah, you're right. It really it really isn't. Like I mean, there you could you could probably write an essay or something like that trying to figure out more to it and and i do like like the main premise or whatever but yeah in terms of complexity it just doesn't stand up next to these in in the same way yeah and then i also have like oh you've got your shorts too i have all the shorts and like honestly none of them go up above barking dogs never bite it's almost like those shorts while they were interesting um and totally fine and i got i felt like i got what he was trying to do with them it was almost like um they were sketches.
2: Mm.
1: Like sketches as in like in a it wasn't a fully formed piece. Yeah just practice. It was just a sketch it was a sketch in a notebook. It was practice, yeah. Even though they, they 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 look fine and like even Tokyo is part of a uh his his segment in Tokyo um was was cool, uh, the Shaking Tokyo segment. Um but yeah, nothing really stands out the way that those higher-up ones do. For me, the, the past Mother, because the, the I kind of link them in, like, the five-star ones, Parasite and the Host,
2: mm-hmm. the
1: four-and-a-halves, there's three of them, Mother, Memories of Murder, and Okja. And I'd probably p- place those in that order, too, in terms okay, of which okay. one I like more. And then you got the four-stars, or one four-star with Snowpiercer, and then Barking Dogs Never Bite at three-and-a-half.
0: Yeah, so, so, I mean, pretty high success rate from a director.
1: Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know,
0: because when we when we watched old Marty, we had some films that we didn't exactly love. Yeah, there was some that I just, did, I either was like, maybe I just don't, um, there
1: was one that people absolutely loved that I'm like, I don't, you know, there's a couple of them. I was like, I don't know if I get it fully. Um, Age of Innocence and... Um the Nick Cage one um, um, bring, well bring up up the up the dead.
0: dead i I thought age of innocence was great. I lo- yeah, yeah, <laughs> I infamously loved that, um right. but it was stuff like uh I thought that some of the like I didn't like casino at all um yeah, surprisingly I, I would have thought I would have been all over that. Yeah, and, and I so really I don't know. Really so, normal. so there was just like a lot of the, okay, I've seen this. I've seen this. And then I didn't really care for the Irishman much either. But, uh, whatever. Right, yeah. Whatever. Crazy, that's how much I, crazy. that's how much I think about the the Irishman is that I was like, oh yeah, he did that movie too. Totally. <laughs> All right, Mr. Teed. Well, anything else, uh, this time around about Parasite or Bong Joon Ho as a whole?
1: I no, I feel like I'm so glad that we went through, like I, I, because of my love for a lot of his more recent films, I was so glad to be able to go back and just go through everything, and wa- and it was so fun to watch that evolution. Yeah, and to see him just get better and better and better and like I said, a crescendo. So that that's always exciting to do, especially in the chronological order mm-hmm. that we do things in. You know, because we could totally like I, I can't imagine a world where we wouldn't. Where we where we would do something like this, where it's just like, yeah, let's just start with the ones that we want to watch. Well, then we then sort of did back... that
0: with uh, with Stanley Kubrick and uh, the the Cohens, where we just sort of yeah, oh some. yeah, we right. just sort of picked yeah. some. But we didn't we didn't ever go like in reverse order or anything like that.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting too. Like I feel like that would be kinda weird.
0: Starting with but the eyes wide show. Like, Shut late- and going like to the <laughs>
1: Man, I did that the year I, that was twenty twenty one for me, it was Kubrick. Uh-huh. That was weird. That was really weird. Um but man, like I, I think that kid's gonna go places.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um
1: he's like he's a, he makes a good movie. <laughs> um this year's Lynch. So I am almost done. We're recording this uh, almost all the way through twenty twenty two, almost, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, sort of.
0: Well, three and, fourths um, of the way, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so I'm now down to like the last few, uh, for David Lynch, and including his TV work as well.
0: What do you think almost? of uh? Oh shit! As soon as I bring it up, I I lose it. It's the the tractor <laughs> the tractor movie. The straight the straight, <laughs> the straight story. story is,
1: <laughs> The straight story is this month for me okay <laughs> so i i I finally tracked down a blu ray copy of it oh man, uh, I'm very excited to get it. It's on disney plus but i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna i have it. You tell me um, when you
0: watch that movie? <laughs> I'm very excited to watch
1: that one i you know I feel like I feel like he has a really good track record with me specifically.
0: you love um, David Lynch yeah. more than uh, most people that I know, and i think I, so. I love that for you. There's um, something
1: about that man specifically mm-hmm. that I, through his movies, I kind of understand what he thinks about America and about human beings that mm. I kind of agree with.
0: Because didn't like, you just a, didn't you just finish uh, Inland Empire not too long ago?
1: No, that one's that one's gonna come up here soon. Oh, that one okay. is that one's a uh, I want to say that one is like November. Oh okay. So I got like Mohan drive what? still. Oh
0: okay. Yeah. So What about
1: uh Lost Highway? I just finished Lost Highway. Okay, so and so that's loved that's the one it.
0: that's the one that I saw from you posted, and I was like, "Wow!" It. I was like, "Ben loved this," loved it. and I it had is
1: a nightmare. It was an absolute nightmare. It's chaos. You would hate it. I hated it. Have... <laughs> I oh, did you, hate you, it. You, you would have. I know you. I don't even. I just guessed <laughs> just based on of who you are. That you anything like. If it's Brazil, if it's like chaos, if it's if it's absolute <laughs> madness,
0: yes, you could not take it. it that would, is would the need... uh, that was the infamous recording where it was me and Cameron Wright. And I may cut this, but I may leave it in. It was the infamous recording where it was me, Cameron Rice, and uh, we had Gabe Hardman on. Oh my god! And, and, and Gabe loves that movie, and yes. I was like, "Yeah, I think it's terrible," <laughs> and he was Whoa. so pissed. Man, that's crazy. And so he was like shit talking on Twitter after the recording about what it was like a waste of time and all this sort of stuff.
1: Totally. It was like
0: awesome. I still think the movie's not any good.
1: <laughs> well, either way, like, I, I know he's. I know he's a huge.
0: Oh yeah, he too. loves it, and I was like, that's perfectly valid, but I, I just don't see. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna deny that
1: that movie was like a nightmare. Like, it, but it, that's what that's what it was. It was yeah. like, wow, I can't believe that someone like intricately created what is essentially like a nightmare. Like, and,
0: and it, is, and it is one of those where like, I, cause I did the same thing because when it was, uh it was Cameron and I think uh, Timmy Wood and Dave Acampo were going through the filmography of David Lynch. And so I did it with them. Wow. And yeah. so I was just doing it as a listener and they went through all of them and ended with in, inland empire and, and i remember watching that and being like wow i think this is really interesting and just not knowing at all what lost highway was all about so i've That's seen scary. it a couple of times but just i just could not get on the level
1: amazing yeah well
0: i'm glad that you like it i wish that i liked it as much as some people do it, yeah
1: it, it, it's yeah we're going to we're going to get to the point where I'll probably have a ranked list or something like that. But it's going to be like a lot of fives, man. That guy makes a good movie
0: too. <laughs> that guy speaks really to you. I like a lot of
1: He does. He really does. And, and like the, the, the weird thing is no one else makes it like him. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I think people try to, but it doesn't even come close. Yeah. Because I think, I think he's too like whatever that whatever that well is of dreams that he has. You know, it's kind of like Werner Herzog. He, like when he goes, there ain't going to be anybody else like that guy. Yeah, yeah and people are going to try to be, but.
0: And what's funny about it is, if you think like, okay, so if I were to do this, <laughs> like, where do you even start? Because it's not like it's a, it's not like it's a Wes Anderson sort of like I need to production design the shit out of this movie.
1: It's well, just not like not a that, feeling he that like, he
0: has when.
1: He's got like material that he pulls from, you know, yeah, like yeah. Like, he, like Wes Anderson would grab like the old book, or mm-hmm. like the French Connections based on some some French film from, you know, or yeah, whatever. Like it's, it's like that type of thing. Like he, he's like, Wes Anderson's a lot more like Tarantino than I realize Mm -hmm. I feel like, because he likes to show here's all my favorites. Here's the greatest hits of the French new wave. And then, um, uh, and then Quentin will be like, here's the best of seventies action, Western action, you know, uh, exploitation, like here's, here's like the greatest hits and I, and I mixed it all in together and now it's Jackie Brown or now it's mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He like, they like to replay their stuff mm-hmm. because they're such huge fans. And so they want to like recreate some of their old cinema faves because they, because they grew up on that stuff or like Wes Anderson just happens to love like, like Frenchy, French, Frenchy French stuff. <laughs> but, um, but for, but for someone like Lynch on where are you pulling this from? Like yeah. are you, he's like he really is like a painter. Like he really is a person who like actually dips into his dreams and is kind of scary a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, clearly. But also, there's something about his Americana and the way he uses that. He uses those those things. It's just it's just like I get it. I see it. I see it so well. And mm. what he's trying to say, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it does ring true. That does seem like it's the case, whatever. But
0: absolutely, anyway. absolutely. All right. Well, there is our uh, discussion of Parasite. That is our ranking. That is a little bit of uh, extra goodness about David Lynch and some other directors. If you have any comments, suggestions, or movies that you'd like to hear us talk about, you can email me at. Plain at gmail.com You can also follow the show over at Twitter, where our handle is at PlainLabelPod. Where you can follow me, I'm at EricWilliams79. If you wanted to help out the show, you could check out our show notes, where you'll find the link to our Amazon wish list. I do want to thank Mister Benjamin Teed for coming on once again. If people wanted to hear more from you or get in touch with you, where could they do that?
1: It's at ben teed on Twitter, but also on Letterbox. I'm more of a lurker on Twitter yeah just find me on letterbox
0: Letterbox, so you can get those spicy spicy ben takes on movies
1: you you gotta get them star reviews man
0: yeah you got to. (laughs) you got to all right well thank you for listening and you can join me next week this very next week as i am joined by the uh, the one and only the sort of sacrificial lamb mr andrew shaw as uh, once again we are going through some horror franchises and we are going to uh, take on the paranormal activity films with the first two entries into paranormal activity